welcome everyone to Roll and Move, the internet's only podcast that goes over terrible board games. I'm your first host today, Jeff Lee, and with me is... Garrett Lively. I've t- I've a resounding lead in the most appearances statistic. I'm, I'm super thrilled about this. I don't think anyone can argue against it. You? The statistics say that you are indeed in the lead. <laughs> Just for everyone out there, uh, we don't have Thomas Youngerberg with us today. He's uh, celebrating a nice special moment. We have a nice replacement for him though and that person is hey guys i am daniel clute and i would like to say that i am the rarest and most unique host on this podcast very rare indeed that is true you're actually you're tied with uh, matthew youngerberg on, on the rarest and most unique nice holographic charizard well, you know we we could argue though daniel that you have made just as many appearances as me because it is is actually daniel's creation that you hear in the old ear holes whenever you, you tune in to roll and move. You get to hear the nice, the nice Bobby World s Bobby's World esque theme that yes. Daniel wrote for uh, us. Why don't you just remind everyone what that sounds like, Garrett? Just with your, uh, with your God given <laughs> talents. Just right off the, just right off the top, of right my off head. the tongue. Yeah. There we go. I mean, that's, that's that was brilliant. pretty good. I'm, yeah, thank you. Glad In fact, you I don't think we need to do Dan at all. <laughs> yeah, I think acapella is the way to go. And, and what did you record, just to enlighten the uh, audience out there, what did you record the percussion with for, uh, for that track? The, the little bit of percussion on that track that you hear in the background is a, uh, it's a metal sixth pan from a restaurant that sounds most fantastic when you hit it with your thumbs. It's got a good bit of depth to it. It does. It's nice. Yeah. So, Dan, I have a question for you. Um, yeah. Who would you think, if you were to pit... Like the final fight of the greatest musicians, who might that be? You think it'd be like Mary Poppins and probably like Michelle Obama? <laughs> um, I would probably choose like a depressed dragon versus Stephen King. And what, <laughs> and, and what might that what might that mythical contest be? Like what would we what would we judge them on being the best whatever musician at? Like what? Um, what might they be challenged on? Do like a tournament, man. That sounds maybe yeah, playing. Yeah, maybe yeah. playing on that percussion instrument that you're talking about with her thumbs. The metal third pan with the thumbs. See now the the dragon. It's got the sharp nails for a clackety noise. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, yeah. But Stephen King has a just a general sense of foreboding doom that I feel like would be imparted onto the. Yeah. Animal. All right. Time's up. Who do you think's the best? Go. Uh, dragon. No, nope. you took too much time. Sorry. So, today's game that we're covering today is called uh, Judgmental. It's a game by Hasbro, and it uh, is very similar to the scenario we just described. It's a bracket-type challenge where uh, players will choose uh, two random characters to go through the ranks of these random challenges and random contests. And uh, essentially, you know, you you are um, supporting two of your characters in this contest, in this bracket, in secret. So... When the challenges come up, you will basically argue uh, on their behalf of why they want to win. But I want to talk a little bit about, you know, um, about the history, about the background of, of Judgmental and how it came to be and, and things like that. So let's jump into that. So Hasbro obviously has, you know, broken into the party game industry. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Hasbro, I mean, Hasbro, the, the titans of the industry, been around for forever. They, uh, they want to get in on this, this untapped gold mine that, that really started with you know apples to apples and and then cards against humanity the kind of cards. kind of broke it wide open. Yeah, and so they have like looking at their website now, they have a, obviously a whole section of party games, um, and they've like you mentioned there there've been some like apples to apples and and other games like that. Twista, uh, Twista, 
Twister is a game that um, they've had for some, a long time, you know, way back in the day that's been really popular. And even uh, more frequent or more recently, games like uh, Pie Face and Speak Out that are like kind of popular with the mainstream games, less so the indie games. Um, I think Judge Metal's an error on the side of something that's a little departure of what they typically do, though. It's it's very similar to another game that we kind of like, isn't it, Garrett? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we, we had the pleasure of playing Super Fight for almost a decade now. And it's a very similar, very similar matchup style game where you're you're told to make arguments, and uh, we we always kind of drifted towards these games as opposed to like a Cards Against Humanity or an Apples to Apples where you don't really get to make your case so much. Where whereas with th- these games, they give you kind of um, they don't give you the punchline necessary necessarily. They give you some tools for the joke, and then and then you get to you get to make the joke yourself. You get to make the arguments. Um, you know, whether it's like who would win in a fight if they're confined to wheelchairs and you have like, you know, Superman and the Hulk. So, I mean, just thinking about things like that and getting to kind of get those creative juices flowing as opposed to something like Cards Against Humanity, where you have like who would survive the longest with a dildo up their butt and Frank or, or Hitler. You know, that's uh, that's essentially like you get the shock value in, in, in games with uh with cards against humanity. Yeah, you just stuff. pick an so, option, see. play it down, and people kind of vote, right? Right, right. So we always we always, you know, kind of lean towards the side where we got to come up with our own creative creative scenarios or or arguments or what have you with those games where the joke wasn't necessarily written for us. The debate is the game. That's the fun part of it. Exactly. And and I think Judgmental really tries to capture that spirit. Tries tries indeed. But yeah, I mean I mean what did you think? What did you think, Jeff? Did did uh you think that's pretty apt as far as uh what we what we go for? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, like like you guys mentioned, things that the thing about Cards Against Humanity that's kind of struck us the wrong way is it's been more of a mad lib type game where um they kind of give the options for you where um you know I I think the reason why we like games like Super Fight is because they're structured enough to where you can, you know, generally have it like build an argument, but they're they're still pretty loose. So um, they might confine things in certain ways. And I think what's nice is that when people when players play cards, they kind of um, they'll change like where people are fighting or change certain scenarios or they give caveats to, to the to the arguments, and um, it makes people be a little bit more creative. Um, but in this case, they, they asked us some very straightforward challenges. Um, and, and I think that and that it kind of fell flat and that they're asking us like questions like, you know, who would be who would be who would win in a fist fight, per, like an actual fist fight or who would be like, who's a who better would, singer, who is a better singer, this actual singer or this like novelist or whatever. It, it was like very strange. Like you you'd get very, very clear answers to those. Dan, what did you think about the game? Uh, yeah, you know, the, the it's. What you're saying, the issue is that it's it's just these clear cut scenarios where there was almost always an obvious winner. It made it hard to argue for your people. There were just no actual reasons why you would argue for some of these people in some of these situations. What, what was the scenario we got with Mary Poppins and Michelle Obama? Like that was our very first like argument that we were supposed to supposed to make. It was just it like was who a, would be a better singer? Like who, or, who would be a better singer between Mich- Mary Poppins and Michelle Obama? Yeah. Mary Poppins, a character in a musical, and, and Michelle Obama. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but that was your character, Jeff, Mary Poppins, versus Daniel's character, Michelle Obama. Yes, it was. And I could even... <laughs> Can't even I defend it. I was losing, but I didn't care. Yeah, yeah. And the instructions are really trying to push you towards, I, I guess, making an argument for your character on, on all fronts, no matter what. And sometimes it's just like impossible to do it. And I, and I, do you think that was a, 
I don't know. I, I'm wondering if that's a inherent disadvantage with playing with three players and maybe because this game is supposed to be for three to eight players, three to eight, three to eight players. Right. So ages 16 and up <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> Let's come back to that later, Jeff. But uh, <laughs> but like, I, do, you, do you guys think it would have been any better with more players or do you, do you think three was the issue? I, I think that no matter what, Mary Poppins is always going to be the best singer in any scenario. So it's just, regardless of how many people are arguing, unless people are just trolling, you're going to have a clear-cut answer for most of us. Yeah, I think Daniel hit it on its head. I think like either the questions themselves, the challenges were too specific, or the people were too specific. I think we can talk about this a little bit later. Actually, let's let's bring it up now. So one thing I haven't asked, Garrett, is, you know, what was in the box? Hold on, let me grab my instruction sheet here. I will say, nice little instruction sheet oh, a single just, pager uh, it looks like an ad it's a single page it's pretty simple it's got step-by-step instructions on what you need to do quick read not that it's a super complicated game inside we have 120 contender cards so it's 120 characters essentially it's got 90 contest cards and that is essentially 180 because each one features two different contests that is, are going to take place throughout the uh, tournament, which takes place on a nice quarterfinal size, you know, almost like a, a March Madness type bracket board yep. where you have we you have eight eight people on each side, or sorry, uh, four people on each side, and you know, uh, no, sorry, eight people on each side, right? One, two, three, four, five, no, four, no, four, right, four, we, four. We on started each side. in the quarterfinals. We started in the, the whole round. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Four on each side. That's right. I'm sorry. Uh, so, yeah, you go quarterfinals, semifinals, finals. Four on each side, uh, two different matchups, and you, you go through your tournament there. And then there's supposed to be a sand timer. I got I got ripped off. Half-price books did not notify Should me. have been quarter-price books, you know what I'm saying? Timers. Yeah. And actually, yeah, Daniel found a nice, what do, you, what do you call it, disclaimer on the side of the box. Why don't you read that out loud? Uh, so, it says on here, Judgmental is made in the USA with sand timer made in China. Oh. That trade war is rough, man. They're not, you know, they're not shipping those sand timers right now in the box. <laughs> Tariffs are hitting hard. So now that the folks kind of at home have an idea of like what came in the box and what the board looks like, let's talk let's talk again about how the players were set up. So there's three of us here. We each got two characters that we're kind of supporting, and then we threw in two random ones to make eight. And you asked me well, we before did get to choose our characters as well. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, we got to choose. We got like a, a starter set of like five. Hand of five, choose two. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> and then we got two randoms from the deck. You know, originally I thought having two random ones would be kind of fun, um, but honestly, I don't think it made a big impact. I think, you know, you guys had asked if three people was kind of a bad number. I think it, I think it is. Like, I think if we had four people, it would have been a little bit better. I think eight would have been really interesting. Everyone has one character and they're kind of worried about getting them through. But still, yeah. at the end of the day, like, you can't argue that Michelle Obama is a better singer than someone like Mary Poppins because Mary Poppins actually sings and she's well known for her singing. And that's part of I mean, it's a musical that she's in. Right. So it, it can only go so far as to like people kind of pulling for certain things. And I don't think you can really convince people that strongly that I think the problem was the question was very objective and there wasn't any room for um, ambiguity there. And because of that, like people just there's all, almost always one right answer. I will say I think my favorite fight that we had between uh, Stephen King and Mary Poppins for who would make the worst roommate, mm-hmm. that was very abstract and, you know, we actually had to kind of think, I don't know, those both sound kind of bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I totally agree. I think I think abstract scenarios would have been a nice little change of pace to this. However, I, I you know, you're saying, Jeff, that you think four players would have been better. I, I still don't know that it does because... In each round, you only really care. There's no incentive for you to vote one way or another, really. 
unless your character's in it, right? So, like, pretty clear cut for everybody unless you have those little more abstract scenarios. Like, I, I don't think it matters too much whether or not there is the, the dummy player, if you will. Just because still you only care if you're... you're characters in the in the fight and and so what happened with me actually was like both of my characters faced off with each other in the very first round i had uh, george w bush and janet jackson <laughs> that's funny and yeah and just like who would make the worst comedian and you know george bush said a funny thing or two in his time and so at that point i'm just like you know i don't care who wins this i mean and and you know one of the top tips in the rule book there is like you want to you want to be even-handed, but still try and convince people to vote for you. But it, you know, in, in a scenario like that, like I don't, I don't, I don't even care who you vote for. So I guess I could could have pulled the, uh, I don't know. Yeah, this isn't either of my characters. I don't care who you vote for. Yeah. But didn't really make a difference. But, <laughs> but really, I just didn't care for about seventy-five percent of the game. Yeah, in that scenario, it doesn't matter to you, but it also doesn't matter to us because we also didn't have characters in that fight. Exactly. So yeah. Yeah. It just really didn't matter. Yeah. Just, it's just double-sided no incentive. And so I, I just think it needs to reward people more. And, and some have some sort of arbitrary point system or, or, or something that, that gets people involved. And like, if you want to have people arguing like in this, you're just not invested in the characters if, if you're not one of them. And so there's like, you need to get people invested in some way or another. And in and, and this game, I, I think is that's its big flaw. It just it's, and the reason it fell so flat for us. So yeah, I, I'm not sure the player count would have helped. Yeah. Still, once you get up to eight players, you're still like, you still, then you drop down to only having one character in play. And you still don't care about 80%. Of that's the game. true. Just, yeah, that's a great point. Like people, you're... people check out like a lot earlier. I'll say like, um, interestingly enough. So my, I had, um, Napoleon Dynamite or Napoleon Dynamite. Nap- <laughs> I had Napoleon, but I'm assuming it was Napoleon Bonaparte. It didn't, it didn't say, but kind of the, the flavor text said, yeah. Context clues. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead, Dan. You, you, can you read that out? Uh, let's see. Napoleon's card says short odds on this guy yeah so my guess is napoleon bonaparte not napoleon <laughs> dynamite napoleon bonaparte and i also had mary poppins um and honestly i didn't have to really i didn't really have to do much for them to win uh i ended up having actually having the first and the second place that both of my characters were in the finals but i didn't really pull for them too much like mary poppins was in a question about her singing i think napoleon bonaparte was in a question about like usefulness of him ver- on an island versus like most resourceful yeah yeah versus like janet jackson like <laughs> yeah, so it's just like pretty clear like who you'd pick in some of these scenarios and at the end like um the time that i didn't care was because i knew that i was going to win either one way or the other so yeah i i, I agree with you Garrett. there's like a, a lot of the times people just check out like there's they're not invested mm-hmm. in certain things and uh certain contests and i think honestly a simple fix for that is just have everybody get to play some of the scenarios instead of randomly drawing those scenarios yeah. off the top you know because like the game says to appoint an announcer and Daniel was our announcer and he'd read the names and then he would read, all right, who is most flexible, you know? And it, it, it'd be like, you know, a 70 year old George Bush versus Mary Poppins or something like that. And you're like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. They're not that, that flexible. Yeah. I guess, I don't know. That wasn't the exact be. matchup, but, but you get, I mean, you get the picture. Yeah. Exactly. So, so I, I think it maybe if it, like, I think even Cards Against Humanity gets this point right, where they get to insert which argument. You're Wait, hold on. Over. Are you complimenting Cards Against Humanity on this show? Well, I'm not. I'm not complimenting it. I'm just saying they got one more thing not wrong. All right, everybody, then. around the 18 minute mark in this episode, 18 minute marks on my count. It's probably going to be different when we edit it. Garrett is not bashing Cards Against Humanity. Fort- fortunately, I'm editing this. this, this episode. <laughs> Cut that right out. <laughs> But yeah, that's a fair point. That's absolutely a fair point. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think even doing that, like, 
I don't know. I mean, I haven't played Cards Against Humanity, so I don't actually know if that is the case, but I think <laughs> it is. You've never played Cards Against I've never, Humanity? I've never actually played. I've Bravo, man. I've play every time it's come up. Bravo. It's, you know, when you get with all the normal cools, it comes out, and you just I resign know. yourself to your fate, and you, you put up with it for a little bit. <laughs> I, I have played Apples to Apples, but no, I, I refuse to play. I just tell I, people I, that I'm going to go outside for a gimmick. smoke, um, but I don't smoke, so... <laughs> I'll just be back in like 40 minutes, and hopefully you guys will be done. Hey, I'm going to go out and smoke. Anybody want to come? Anybody have a cigarette? <laughs> I can bum. Yeah, that's great. So um, <clears throat> I, I think another another <laughs> another idea I think is um, I've seen this mechanic before where people get points for voting with the crowd or, you know, so yeah, I think like if you vote quote unquote right, then maybe you get points, but then then people might vote too safe. So I don't know if that's the right right decision either, so. Yeah, yeah. So, so actually, this was actually implemented in a uh, Jackbox game. The uh, mm-hmm. for those that don't know, you know, the Jackbox are, are games you play on your smartphone, and you use, you know, you can do it on your PlayStation or your Xbox or your your Nintendo system or your, even your computer, and you can play. Um, so, like, the game will be playing on a server, you know, somewhere, and then you just go to a website on your phone, and you get to answer. You bit your phone is basically your controller, and so so they do it for a lot of um, trivia games or like. Quick little, you know, party style games, yeah, yeah, just great little party games. I, I, I think there's a lot of like, there's Quiplash, which you just insert a quip. There's <laughs> games like Bidiots. Uh, there's games like um, Fibbage. 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 Is the yeah, and then the, the what's the rap one? Uh, the rap one is oh, what is that one called? Oh, it's the best one on there. It's a it's a great game where you just make robots rap. You do uh, robot. Is it called Robot Rap Battle? It might. I be. feel like it's it's got a real name. Well, I'll I'll dub in what it's actually called here, so oh. you'll you'll get a nice Madverse City is <laughs> is the name of the Jackbox game with the rapping robots, which Mad-versity. we Madversity. <laughs> they made a game like this called Bracketeering, which is the only one I actually knew before I started making this point, and. It's it does something similar to what you're saying, Jeff, where it gives you points if you vote with the audience mm-hmm. there, yeah, and then it still advances everybody. But I also thought that game suffered from kind of the same thing, yeah. But it also struggled from the same thing where you're going from bracket to bracket and you're basically just changing the the win conditions, right? In each scenario and people so may or may not care. Like, oh not- well, I'm I'm done. I'm I'm buried here. There's no way I can argue that George W. Bush is a is a fashionista, so. You know, I'm done. Um, it's those pantaloons. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, I think it's they've even tried that. And while, yeah, I agree, it's better. Still falls flat. Yeah. Real quick, I do want to talk about the character selection. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's do that. So, real quickly, there were the uh, what 120, 100, 120, yeah, 100, 120 characters in here, and they did a weird thing with like five of them. And I say like five, but it's exactly <laughs> five of them. Bless you. Sorry. No, <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not cutting that out. Uh, <laughs> they they have five of them. So like everybody is a very specific either fictional character or historical figure or you know pop figure. It's like people that you know. Yeah, very defined right. people that you know. You know. Right. You know Janet Jackson, Bella Swan, Santa Claus, and then they have five just like characters that you could tell somebody came up with. And this this kind of reminds me of our game All Rise where we came up with like a, not a blank canvas but you know we put a few strokes on the page for you and then you fill in the character yourself. I'd like to call it generically yeah. specific. <laughs> generically specific is a great term. A great name for an album. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and get the copyright on that Dan. Sorry for your uh, sorry for your band there. Sorry for your loss. 
Come on. <laughs> but they have yeah, they have five characters here. They have the weak bodybuilder. They have the geriatric vampire, personal fave. The, the toothless T-Rex, the vegetarian werewolf, and the depressed dragon. And yeah, those aren't like super creative, and I'm sure you've he- heard those tropes before elsewhere, but still, they give you a little bit of a canvas for you to, to paint on if you're arguing this character or even you know acting out this character when you're coming to these arguments. So I, I would have loved to have seen more of those, Yeah, but literally putting five out of 120, you know, less than you know, 4% or whatever. I would like to add on this point that our very own Jeff Lee passed on the <laughs> depressed dragon. At this point. I did. It's a good point. To be fair, he did win the game later, but <laughs> still. The depressed dragon um, flavor text, by the way, can't get fired up about anything. So yeah, to, to your point, Garrett, on those characters, I think like that bothers me on two fronts. So on the one hand, you know, we asked for some ambiguity in the questions. Either we would have gotten it there or we would have gotten ambiguity in the characters. And I think either which way that would have made the game that much better. And it seemed to fall mm-hmm. flat most of the time because there are specific characters and specific context questions or contests. Yeah. The other thing is uh, from a consistency standpoint, like, you know, all the other characters that you mentioned were well-known characters, like they're from books or novels or they're prominent people in news or et cetera. But then they give us these five ambiguous characters that could have, like they're just made up, you know, every man characters in some way that people could just kind of, fill in the blanks of descriptions and you know i wish they would have just gone one way or the other like because they kind of dabbled in this and and didn't go full tilt it it kind of upsets me that they kind of missed the missed the mark on the consistency part totally agree yeah cool any other comments before uh before we jump into i I do have a comment okay i do something that i've just noticed that's that's really bothering me about this game it's called judgmental they they spelled it Without the E <laughs> in judgmental. Judgmental. It's judgmental. Why? I, I didn't notice that, actually. And what's funny is I'm pretty sure it's spelled correctly for its entries in, like, Amazon and... It is. But on the box art, it says judgmental. Hold on. We're going we're gonna to do some live reviewing so, here. So, it says it all over the box, too. Yeah. Th- this is hilarious. Yeah. So, on Amazon, they spell it with an E. And, and I w- is this why you couldn't this find it on This is why board I couldn't Game find Game? it on Board Game Geek. <laughs> <This is laughs> it. So Daniel was searching for this on Google. Google was smart enough to recorrect what, what Daniel was searching. Daniel was searching for the right spelling, but you know he corrected it corrected to the wrong name. And then I found it on Board Game Geek. When I searched on Board Game Geek, it didn't come up, but the Amazon ad for it came up, uh, which I thought was hilarious. So um, Google search engines, Amazon search engines, oh well done. Gosh. Uh, but board game geek is, uh, I guess, character specific, and I couldn't find the board game because I was spelling it the right way. That is great. Yeah, I wonder. I I want to know the story behind that. Do you think that was a flop? Here's what I think happened. Yeah, you've got one man at Hasbro, <laughs> one man at Hasbro that's got the ideas. Yeah, and that man came up with guy. vegetarian werewolf. <laughs> geriatric vampire and the toothless t-rex they cut out 115 of his cards and then they got rid of all the rest of his cards and to stick it to him he spelled the game judgmental so i'm gonna i'm gonna throw something out there and i think i've seen this before but i want to say that this is one of those words that you might be able to spell two different ways and the reason why i mentioned that is because when you put judgmental into google it actually gives you a definition as spelled so okay uh yeah, I don't think I don't think that's what most people would spell it. How most people would spell I'm gonna, it. I'm gonna. I just I'm gonna go ahead and forewarn you. I'm gonna cut that out in post. But uh, we're not gonna have that. <laughs> we're not gonna have that. And we're just gonna assume that they're idiots over at Hasbro. Yeah, I mean they uh, are, but for other reasons. 
Yeah, no, it's fu- it's funny because like my mind just puts the e in there because like I didn't notice that. I'm glad uh, Daniel noticed that. Like even in, I'm looking at the half price books um, barcode here and they put the e in that. <laughs> but like so like Amazon put it automatically. Put an, yeah, puts Amazon the e put in. an e in it. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just one of the, yeah, it's just one of those words, I guess. That's insane. Um, also, last thing I do want to talk about before we jump to your uh, reviews, Jeff, is is the age on the box is 16 plus. This is in no way, shape, or form like an adult themed game. Oh, and not I, at all. <laughs> which I think is hilarious. It's like super I mean, clean. Other than, I mean, maybe they're just assuming you're going to bring up the Janet Jackson nipple slip. But other than that, I mean, there's like it, it's like they even they even have the classic red and black coloring to make you feel like it's an adult game. Yeah, but, I mean, that's pretty no far fetched. I mean, like, do you, like is uh is Bill Clinton in the game? Like, how many other? He is. He is. And I'll read you his flavor text actually. Uh, whilst whilst he looks for Bill Clinton, I'll say the only the only thing that's going to help you out being older than sixteen is just knowledge of the characters. Yeah, exactly. Since you know some of them are well, a lot of political figures. Well, and stuff. let's put it this way: a lot of sixteen, like if you're sixteen today. You were born after, you know, the 2001 peak of the terror uh, terror attacks and things like that when George Bush kind of, you know, made a name for himself and was really prominent in the news. So, like, they're not going to know, like, why George Bush matters or a lot of the big things that George Bush did or why he, why people laughed at him in certain, in certain scenarios and stuff like that. Or Janet Jackson, for that matter. Like, they're not going to be old enough to know or really remember... You know, like I mean, they 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 really do run the gambit on on characters. So like I I mean, they have Katniss Everdeen for those sixteen year olds, and then they have Clarice Starling, and then like Ellen Ripley for the people that were sixteen in like nineteen seventy nine. So so like I mean, I I think it's all over the place. I mean, and then there's like Sinbad for those pe- like three people that remember Sinbad. his adventures on the seven seas. But I mean, yeah, it's it's really just all over the place as far as character goes. I cannot find Bill Clinton. <laughs> That's a that's a weak reason though to, to to give an age you know an age limit or an age recommendation. Yeah, yeah, I I, to- I totally agree. Um, okay, I found Hill- uh, Bill Clinton. I got him both. All right, Bill Clinton. So you ready for this I'm saucy ready. joke? I'm ready. He has a saxophone victory song ready. Great, sixteen and up, Clinton? baby. How about Hillary Clinton? Did she get your vote? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, yeah. You have to put the obligatory, I, th- I think, fourteen plus to make it a non-toy, so children they don't have to put the uh, the children swallowing Choking hazard, hazard on here. Yeah, yeah, which we did, we have recently found out for our game. But <laughs> sixteen plus is, is like they're trying to go for the adult game. Yeah, and they are like, no, nah, let's just make it family friendly. So weird, super super weird. Cool. Shall we jump into uh, reviews? Let's. Okay. Let's shall. Let's shall. Shall we? So I'm going to, um, so I pulled up after some deep searching and misspelling, I pulled up judgmental <laughs> or jugmental, um, on board game geek. And, um, can you guys guess within what ballpark it, it had scored on board game geek? Now bear in mind, board game geek is, you know, typically seen as the IMDB of board games. It should be very critical of sure. good games. And bad games alike. Sure. You know, you know what's funny is I've actually already seen it and I've forgotten. So I'm gonna go in the I don't know six, five to six. It's probably too high. Six seems high to me. Uh, for me, knowing how hard Board Game Geek is on, you know, great games, uh, I'd give it right around that five mark, four and a half to five. So we we talked about Superfight early in the show. It's a game that we, you know we like, and there's a lot of good good things in Superfight. It's a lot. It's pretty open ended. Uh, Superfight got a six um, Okay. And so you know the expectation is this game's you know 
inferior in a lot yeah, of different ways. I'd expect ways. this to be at like a five, yeah. five and a half. Nope. At most. It's a 7.3. Oh what? my God. No. <laughs> it is a How many votes? full one. Uh, all, there's a four very strongly opinion peop, opinionated people okay, that gave it okay. a 7.3. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Give me, the, give me the voting breakdown there. Okay. Voting breakdown right now. Okay. Uh, first person. I'll even give you the names because there's so few people. Uh, Gilgamesh. Yeah, please do. Gilgamesh. And, and, and send your hate mail to Gilgamesh at BoardGameGeek.com. Yep, Gilgamesh on BoardGameGeek uh, from Carbondale, Pennsylvania. Please find him and look him up. He <laughs> gave the game a 7. A little too high if you ask me. Lost Soul BRP from Ohio. Doesn't say what city, just Ohio. He gave the game a 6. Leo Side from Florida. Uh, he's punished enough, I think. Gave the game a 6. And then lastly, Hex Player from Massachusetts gave the game a 10, a perfect Boo. 10. Ooh. Boo, Boo, Hex Player. And he also said, yeah. and I quote, his uh, comment was, a really great game, quick fun, and no pressure for parties. Would you no guys agree pressure. with any of that? Par- any of his sentiments there? <laughs> I do agree there is no pressure involved in this game. Because you don't care. Exactly. <laughs> you just don't care. I, yeah. Like, it was quick, I guess, but I, I don't know if... It's one of those triangles here. I don't think I don't think that you get all three. I think you sacrifice one. What we sacrificed was it just wasn't very fun. It's like playing I don't know, like a cell phone game that you can't lose. It's just like what what, what who wants zero pressure in a game? I don't know. There's like no tension. It's bullcrap. It's like, it's like a, the anti space alert. <laughs> it's like a it's like a color by the lines on your phone or something. Like yeah. no risk uh, at all. Okay, so so I so I, I would assume that's all of the board game geek reviews, right? That's all four of the board game geek reviews. Yep. Under forty under forty characters, I think. So there are more reviews on Amazon. They are strangely more positive, which I you know, I thought would be hard. But it, it has eighty six percent five star ratings on Amazon, which is wild. One of my favorites though is I had really high expectations for this game, but it ended up being a letdown. I played with group six and a most set of cards we all agreed who would win. So there was never really any debating. We ended up playing once and put the game up. And that is, uh, I, that's my, I, I like that so much because it. Did you write it? Is, it sounded like you it, wrote it. I mean, I, it was populating in my head before. I it. <laughs> it was like almost stream of consciousness. I was reading there. It's, it it's insane. spooky. You know, uh, people leave their phones on and, you know, ads pop up and stuff for, uh, things that you had yeah. talked about, but you never searched. And, yeah. and now people yeah. are writing Amazon reviews on your behalf, just to, from your voice activated devices not in the even house. mad about it i'm not mad amber j amber j did love the game she thought it needed more names though five stars i like the people that rated it uh four stars and the title of their review was four stars so pretty descriptive <laughs> there but yeah that's all we had i mean there wasn't that many people that i mean what's crazy is for hasbro game this is pretty under i'm not gonna say underrated but under reviewed yeah in that you know hasbro obviously has a wide castle wide net is in pretty much every every board game store every regular store probably in grocery stores to be honest and and you can find most hasbro games anywhere and to see that this only had four reviews on board game geek and i think what is it like 14 reviews on amazon it's pretty incredible for for you know a triple a um you know production or you know such a big distributor like hasbro yeah and they they actually did i mean there's a fair amount like the art looks good like it's it's got the you know, geriatric they, vampire they, in front they, of the box. They, it does, and indeed, they—I mean—they put some time and effort into this, and and it seems like they just it dropped off the face of the earth. I I, I never saw it before I found it today in half press books. Speaking of the art, I kind of wish that I don't know if this would have made me 
you know, the gameplay wouldn't have gotten better, but I kind of wish that they had done a little bit of artwork for the cards themselves, right? And I don't know, maybe they didn't want to do that because yeah. uh, it would be too yeah. descriptive or whatever. I think we had this a similar problem with um, with All Rise, but trying not to be too descri- too descriptive in their artwork so people kind of assume or they're biased towards certain discrepancies or whatever. But I, I, I think it's just that Cards Against Humanity model. Yeah. Just like the... Like we paid no money for this, right. even though the the box art doesn't like the box doesn't match with the cards in this case. But yeah, they they just have that. It's I think it's the same font, is it not? It's very similar. It's just like very plain. It's just it's white like, on black. Yeah, yeah. for cards against minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like very very simple block text, all caps kind of thing. Yeah, and also I, I one other thing I, I don't know this designer, but this is a rare case for Hasbro Gaming. They put the designer's name. In the credits here, this is uh, Jonathan Bittner's game. So, Jonathan, you tried, buddy. Missed a bit. <laughs> you missed a bit. I'm sorry, bud. Yeah, his other games include, uh, well, he actually, let's see, he published a game this year called House Flippers, published a game this year called Palm Reader, published a game this year called Worm Lord. Man, he had, a, he had a quite the 2019, I'll tell you what. I don't want to assume, but those don't sound Great. Yeah, you know, you guys want to know how many collective reviews across uh, those games plus Judgmental in total? How many reviews he's got on all of his games? Can you guys guess? Twenty. Daniel, would you like to guess? Uh, I'm gonna say thirty-eight. Okay. Uh, there are four collective reviews across all those games. It's <laughs> <laughs> all Judgmental. <laughs> it's all yeah. Judgmental. So. Oh man, rough, rough, rough stuff. Sorry uh, about that, John. Board game geek crew not heading after the. Yeah. Hey, for all we know, for all we know, dear old John was uh, responsible for Vegetarian Werewolf. And for that, I'm proud of him. Whoever came up with that card, I'm, I'm proud of that. Guy. I'm proud of you, man. All right, let's dive into, we read some of the reviews uh, online, uh, as few as far between as they are. Let's dive into some of our reviews. Would any of you gentlemen like to start? Uh, I'll jump I'll jump here first. I hate these types of games. Absolutely abhor them. I want to be able to take control of my own creativity my own humor my own jokes and this just didn't quite give me enough space to do that it did try it tried to it tried to take it to that next step right above cards against humanity and apples to apples but it, it just it didn't get there and it, it's weird because i don't think there's that much of a divide between this and like super fight and I enjoy Super Fight yeah. or even Red Flags, but it just didn't give me enough for whatever reason. I, I it's some combination of the the characters that it presented me with and the arguments that it forced upon me. So, yeah, it it, it fell super flat for me. And this is honestly like arguing with my friends is one of my favorite pastimes. So like it really should be up there for me. But these just types of games, when they fall flat, they're just like so much lower. And maybe I'm just like that much worse of a judge because of it. But I'm going to go pretty low here. This is uh, also because it's from Hasbro and they just rip somebody off. I'm going to I'm gonna go with a 0.75. Oh, man. 0.75. Yeah. Dang. Okay. Yeah. Um, Dan, you're the guest here. I'll let you go next. Dang. 0.75 out of 10 is a bad review. It's bad. That is brutal. Okay. I agree with, with everything... Garrett said, "I'm I'm a little less judgmental about." Uh, sorry, Dan. Could you say that again? I don't know what the word that you. I'm sorry. Uh, it's I'm a little less judgmental about. <laughs> thank you. Thank these you. things. I am, you know, not a board game designer, and I, I don't like Cards Against Humanity, but I can find the humor in it for 30 minutes. This was less funny. It's more creative, I guess. 
mm. but but only only a couple times. You know, there was about sixty seconds in this game where we had a legitimate argument where we we're like, well, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but that was the extent of the the dilemma, you know. So, you know, in my opinion, it was a it was a five to one hundred and fifteen ratio of characters I actually wanted to get in a fight to everybody else and the the five unique ones. And, and you looked through the scenarios too, like how many of those scenarios? I looked through everything, and and they're all mundane. There's, yeah. there's nothing interesting. Like clear cut winners kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Everything was just was too <laughs> that, objective. The card you just showed becomes a warrior for justice. Is like justice warrior. Is that copywritten? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Social oh, justice I, warrior I sure or just justice know. warrior? Does it, it matter? Says, it just says become a just uh, did say, warrior for it justice. It did say become a warrior for justice. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. Um, not a great game. Uh, I'm going to give it uh, 3 out of 10. 3 out of 10. It was okay. okay. That's a fair rating. I think it's a fair rating. It sounds more fair than what I gave it. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a lot of the same qualms that you guys had. You know, it's it's funny because, like, I can't put my finger on it. You, you said it pretty well, Garrett. Like, it's pretty close to Super Fight, I think, in a lot of ways. And I can't quite put my finger on it on why I hate it that much more. Um, like it, I should, it like logically, I feel like I would rate it like a little less than Super Fight, but I think just they added just enough rigidity in the game that I'm just like turned off by it. Um, either in the questions that they asked, the brackets themselves, uh, they added it in the the characters, and they added it in the questions. I think like even in Super Fight, you can do a bracket style uh, of like who wins, and it, the game would still be like super awesome and be super great. So it just yeah, it troubled me there. I didn't love that they weren't consistent with the types of characters that they had. Like they, it seems like they tried out the kind of specifically generic characters that we wanted, um, and that would have been great. But again, like I felt like this was a, as exciting as playing the card game War. Like you know who's gonna win in every scenario. <laughs> right. Like there's not much you Turn can. Turn it over. Yeah, well. <laughs> there's not much you can kind of do about it, and it just it is what it is. The cards are as they fall. I think I'm gonna rate it. Pretty similarly to Dan, I'm going to give it a, I just didn't, I didn't feel like I played very much of the game. So I'm going to give it like a two and a half. Two and a half. And I think we all know what Thomas would have given this game. Yeah. Thomas would have, well, what I gave him last time he gave it a 14 for mission. He gave it a 14. Yeah. He loved it. Yeah. He is, he got real wild on the scale there. (laughs) We know he loves to debate. He loves to argue. He's a huge, he's a debate so that everyone here knows um, Thomas is a debate instructor (laughs) <laughs> and actually, that was one of the main premises for All Rise. So yeah, yeah. he's a big, big debate guy. Um, he'll probably argue that point that he isn't a debate guy just for the sake that mm-hmm. he's a debate guy. I would probably say that, Thomas, you should give a score, you know, like what we gave. It's probably going to be a you know, pretty decent score. And he would debate that that's probably wrong. So um, I, I'm, he's probably going to go contrarian to what we're going to give it. I don't know, Garrett. Well, well, he, he he was actually like he claims this is an inspiration for for All Rise. This, I mean, this he bought this game, and it, you know it's unfortunate he wasn't able to join us today because this is the game he has always just wanted to play on the podcast. He, he he's been raving about it. He teaches he his classes we, off this game. Gotta yeah. He teaches he yeah he teaches <clears throat> entire classes based on this. Game. It's yeah. This is um this is lifeblood for him. <laughs> I don't know, Garrett. How about uh, here's what I think we should do here. <clears throat> so I think what we should probably do is we should probably take Board Game Geeks score. Yeah. And we should probably add our guest Daniel's score. Okay. And what would that give us there? Just crunch crunch the numbers there. Give me uh seven point three plus a nice three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're at ten point three. Uh huh. 
And then uh, let's kind of curve them back here and let's subtract uh, the lowest score, which is your score, right? Okay. Yeah. So, so we're at a uh, ten point three minus seven point five. I did seven point five, right? Yeah. Or point seven five. Yeah. So uh, that's a nine point five five. Nine point five. Nine point five five. All right, Tom. Nine point five five. It's a pretty good score For there, Thomas Tom. Thomas Youngerberg gives it a nine point five five. I just want to say the math checks out. So. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Thomas can debate that one. It's just like this game. It's it's very cut and dry. That's the answer. Uh, incredibly, that brings us not super high. We're we're only at a three point nine five rough draft boys average here, which again we're just well off the mark with board game geek as per usual. We are not on board with this. That being said, only four ratings, so we are going to contribute about twenty percent of. Hey, the, we got uh, the they got ratings four ratings here. on board game geek, and they got four ratings here on our show. So we're doing our part. We'll have to each go in and individually rank it so so that we can drag this game down into the depths of hell where it belongs. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm glad that we have uh, we've done our due diligence and and really given this game the fair shake that it deserves. Sorry, Tom, we didn't uh, like it quite as much as you, but you know that's the way the uh, cookie crumbles sometimes. All right, should we sign off, boys? Uh, I think so. Actually, real quick, Daniel, uh, is there any way people can look up? got any uh, plugs you want to throw in yeah or, yeah uh, what are you working a, on a band or two you want to you sure wanna... well i'll throw in i'll throw in a plug uh if you guys want to check out scarlet theater uh you know we're on all the the streaming services all that good stuff we've got a a demo out and an album in the works so be looking out for that any funny story i i, I tried to interact with scarlet theater on the uh rough draft games podcast and i, I mentioned our her uh, theme song and I, I think whoever was manning the social media that day was like what's your podcast <laughs> and so so yeah no, I, I guess we're not as big as we think we are but, but you know that's all right Dan uh, any what what are the um, Scarlet Theater social media handles if you got them uh sure uh we're at Scarlet Theater Music on uh good old Instagram and I, I think it's the same on uh, Facebook and, and Twitter it should all be Scarlet Theater Music. Okay, and that's awesome. the old, that's the old that's the uh, correct spelling of theater, right? Just like judgmental. It's, uh, uh, <laughs> yes, it, it is theatra. Theatra. All right, yes. perfect. All right, perfect. Right, so I'll, I'll start us off. If you guys are interested in tweeting at us, you can um, send us a DM uh, at Rough Draft Games. Tell us uh, you can argue with us about why you feel like Bill Clinton is a better singer than I don't know Beyonce. Uh, if you have an entry as to why Arnold Schwarzenegger is a better husband than bill clinton we'll just keep with the bill that would actually here. would probably be a pretty funny debate. yeah i imagine you're gonna need more than 208 characters to tweet that so just send us an email roughdraftgames@gmail.com. if you want to check out some of the other stuff that we're working on uh go head on down to roughdraftgames.com uh check out some of the other games that we have reviewed uh, in a positive light uh with our thematics um, talking about what to eat what to do um, while you're playing those games, you can check out some of the other episodes of Roll and Move on that website as well. And lastly, check out the game that we're working on, uh, which is a, hopefully a better debate game than this, called All Rise, a courtroom-based debate game where you uh, play two different attorneys debating on two different sides of a topic, and you get some pretty wacky um, evidence cards, hoping to launch later this year. All right, well, we got to go debate who's got the worst bedhead between the Kool-Aid man and a toothless T-Rex, so... We're going to jump off, but until next time, guys, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week.